Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, as if there's not enough going on in the country right now with all the volatility, we got more for you on an economic sense, and we've got division not just politically and over SCOTUS decisions and so forth with the Second Amendment and Roe v. Wade. Uh, we've got division in the economic world, and to, here to talk to us about it is our friend Bob Kudla. Bob, welcome to the show, and uh, could we expect harmony anywhere today? I think not. No, I, I disagree. We're going to have harmony for the next 45 minutes between me, you, and your audience. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it right now. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So let's get down to business here. What's going on in the economic world, and should we be concerned? Well, I mean, obviously we should be concerned, um, but let me let me take a step back because you're – your opening monologue kind of addressed social and economic, and I don't think you can separate the two. And, you know, I'd love to say that I invented this idea, but I had not, is that I'm a big believer in the fourth turning concept. And for people who aren't familiar with that is, but you can look at the economic cycles in four quadrants. Basically, the first one is kind of a rebirth. Second one, expansive, expansive. Third one is the decadent phase, and phase four is where it collapses back down to start a cycle anew. And these things run any basically a human lifetime, so 70 to 100 years. And we're now in that fourth turning. And from a society standpoint, you see that, which is really interesting, is that you're seeing the world start to take um, some parts of the world are taking really hard turns to the right, populism, and then you see some parts of the world taking a hard turn to the left, populism, okay? And so so we have that structure going on, and that affects social as well as economic. And you can see it with the SCOTUS stuff, and which is really fascinating to me. You know, in 20, when, when, when Trump had his issues, I would say at the end of his, um, his reign, uh, first time around, I'm not going to get in any of the wires or wherefores of what happened at that fateful 2020 era, but I thought basically the Republican Party was dead, and I thought the Democratic Party uh, and the progressives and the WEF were all-knowing, all-powerful, and non-stoppable. And within literally two years, um, it is we're seeing the absolute disintegration of the globalist progressive movement, literally disintegration, and America turning hard right. And and so what that means, though, is from an economic standpoint, is that you go from an environment where everything was, was what I call financial and uh, uh, instead of having, like, um, must-have stuff, you, you had the want-to-have stuff, okay? To now we're going into hard commodities, hard assets, have to have stuff. So the environment that, that basically blew up the whole woke movement, I, w- I call it the Dosecki's economy. You know, I work at Starbucks. I, I, I have a job at a bartender. I'm an urban hipster. You know, um, we all look beautiful, you know, and, and, you know, life is wonderful and blah, 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 blah. 
to now um, we better be on a farm in Kansas or on an oil derrick in Oklahoma or in a mine in Utah, and and that we're, we're shifting that hard to hey we got to get back to the, the the knitting if you will where you know we're going to staples versus discretionary we're going to hard assets from financial assets and that's the whole movement here and we're all caught in this flux right now Dave so that's kind of my overarching overarching macro theme on that and it's playing out now this is not starting today this started with Biden now Biden the best thing that Trump ever could do was hand the reins to the economy to Biden. Okay, short-term pain, maybe long-term gain for the U.S. government because it exposes the vacuous nature of the progressive left. They have nothing to offer people. They can only divide. They can't create. And so we're in this we're in this transition zone where we're going to go from the dividers back to the creators. And, and I think that this is a pain we're going to have to go through, and it's probably going to go until the next presidential election on our end, you know, and, and also Europe's going through the same transition as well. We can talk about that in a second. I'll take a breath so you can get your words in. Well, I, I would, you brought up Europe, and that's really interesting because Germany and Denmark and three others are considering they're resuming their energy production in defiance of what they had previously said, yet Biden will have none of it. He doesn't care how bad the economy gets. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and again, again, this was just some sort of fantasy island that Europe was living on. And and look, I'm going to take a step back on this too. So Europe is Europe is has been the Europe and China has been behind the climate change movement in the United States because. What they wanted to do is cripple our consumption so that Europe would have more access to production, right? China wanted to cripple the the cost structure because they're a major consumer of oil. They don't produce it. And so that is now being exposed. Um, Europe Europe could not, like my systems are giving me signal after signal after signal here. Um, they, they, They could not run it, right? They couldn't get the transition fast enough. It was always a fantasy, and and now they have to backtrack, or they're going to literally go back into the Stone Age, Dave. I mean, Russia, it's it's beyond me that Europe and the United States, supposedly these forward-thinking, smartest people in the world, allowed themselves to let Russia set the agenda in Ukraine. Absolutely astounding to me that they did this without a backup plan. They thought probably... That Russia would would blink or would just um, back off or whatever, but they totally misread it, or they were just so arrogant. And now that Russia is just plodding along here, you know, it brings up it brings up the other issue is that Russia is sitting on every commodity that's necessary for the next uh, next generation of of people, and Europe has nothing. Europe is exposed as a parasite. I don't. I cannot agree. Disagree with anything that you just said. Uh, the G7 conference concluded yesterday, and all they did, Bob, was talk about moving forward with climate change objectives, green energy, and they did not address the economic suffering of their people. There's no transition period, as was promised. Yeah, they're. they're um and, and you know, and I think it's. I think they're, these guys are sticking. They're, you know, they're a rat sticking their middle finger up and a hawk coming down on them. You know what I mean? It's. Uh, you know, they're they're trapped in their own rhetoric. Okay, they're trapped in their own rhetoric, and so they're they're. They, they, trust me, the people there are livid, livid, and and people are are pushing away the whole. You know. Uh, not sure what they can ban us of saying, but anyway, the the, the SCOTUS JT? last week were across the board hard right. JT and people are saying, "Oh, this is what the Democratic Party needs." I need you, hurry! I'm, I'm telling you, um, they couldn't even get a hundred people to Dallas, okay, or Denver to do these um, these protests because you know the Hispanic community and the Black community never were really behind the abortion movement. It was always white liberal women. Okay, and um, and they lost most of the women already because of the school stuff. So you know, it's 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 um, they're they're 
the, their divisions of power are, are going away, and people now are going to ground. And so uh, Europe's the same way. I'm back here. People can't get to work in Europe. <laughs> they can't even afford the bus tokens. Okay, it's it's getting bad over there. Well, not only is it getting bad. It's going to get worse because of all the political division. Um, why don't you comment on how the two intertwine? Yes. Oh, well, yes. well, it intertwines because it, if look, the G7 the also had acknowledged that the green, they, they have to go walk away from so their 2035 issue. I'm sorry, I right? Up. We have it. We've so now they're coming up with a zany thing where they want to actually well, I didn't know put a fund to, to start infrastructure. You know, they didn't even define what it was going to be. But yeah, look, they're scrambling. So, um, you're going to see more and more um, the green movement's going to get blown up in all these these elections in Europe, right? Eastern Europe is already going hard right. You know they have to protect themselves from Russia. They don't have any time for this nonsense. And and um, and England's an interesting case. You know they yak and yak and yak about stuff, but England is ultimately very pragmatic, and they're going to be. Uh, a, a nuclear nation and that I mean that they're building Rolls Royce has these what he calls city sized nuke plants a million homes million home nuke plants okay you know in Europe I think there's like you know 30 million homes or something like that for their 80 million people is that um, uh, they're building nuke plants across the country okay so they're, they're, they're going off grid with nuclear okay well all this stuff they talk about so so, yeah, so the green movement is essentially dead. Climate change is dead. Dead, 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 dead. D-E-D, dead. So really? that is huge because when people are hungry and people can't get to work, you know, they're not going to listen to Greta Thunberg talk about how nice and clean everything needs to be. People are going people to people are gonna go down. They're going down Maslow's hierarchy, if you will, back to safety. No, I, listen, I, I, well, they're also at the base level of food, water, and shelter, clothing, uh, because they're not make, making economic needs. I, I still think this government is determined to give us green energy at any cost, at any cost. And it, the cost of everything in this country, including national defense. And, and, you know, and some of the things, listen, uh, I've got a family member that has an electric car and we were visiting them and, uh, looked at it and stuff. And there, there's some viable things about this. Things I like, things I like for the, uh, environment. Uh, there's also other things that we can be doing, uh, uh, with the environment. And I have no problem with that. But the problem is right now is they're making it either or. Either, you know, you accept what we're doing right now without a transition period, and people will lose their jobs, we'll lose our economy, and we'll starve. Uh, and, and, and they've kind of just bent the country over a barrel. And, and, and this is the way I, I see it. What they're doing now, they didn't have a transition period. If you look at the photographs of 1900, uh, 1910, you had horse and buggies in New York City on the main streets. At the same time, you had cars. And, and there was a transition period there in America where people didn't have to suffer. And right now, Bob, there's absolutely no transition period. It's we're cutting off your oil. We're cutting off your gas. We're cutting off your ability to drive your car. Uh, we're going to wreck the economy with high gas prices because everything is shipped. When diesel reaches $8 a gallon, the conventional wisdom says most things will stop shipping. And we're going to cut all that off and have no transition period. And it's wrecking the economy, and that's why I think there's the backlash against the green movement. But the leaders don't get it. The G7 people yesterday could care less about the world economy. They were only focused on one thing, and that's implementing this new technology. Yeah. So it, it, here's the thing: leaders are trapped in their rhetoric, and you got to understand the left movement doesn't care about today. So they they, they view themselves as zip ties, right? So, okay, I, I zipped it this tight, but I'm never giving anything back. And so if I have to wait four more years to zip tie at another level, I'll do that. So they, you know, they're kind of like a boa constrictor. They just, they just keep, I push this hard. I reset the center line, but this time's different. We're breaking this time. And, and, um, and look, I, they, they aren't getting, I think the rhetoric scares people, Dave, because all these people know how to do is scream. Okay, and people think because they're screaming so loud that things are happening, but nothing's happening. 
And just so you know, too, from my standpoint, I owned a solar energy company for for 16 years. No, I hear you. You're right there I with me. Totally I am totally pro-solar. But here's the difference between a horse and buggy and cars. People, people pushed into cars. They're trying to pull people into this re- renewable environment, okay? And that's a big difference. And people don't like being... People don't like being pulled into things. They want to, they want to rush to it, you know, uh, instead of, um, you know, being pushed into it. And I think that's, that's the problem we have with all this stuff. And, and, but it's going to fail because, you know, we're not a country that could sit around and ride electric bikes around Amsterdam. Okay. So our country is not built that way. So it ultimately will fail. And it ultimately goes back on those same people because they all live in cities. They all they all rely on farmers and miners and ranchers and oil producers to have their standard of living. And when they try to do these things, all they do is raise the input costs to where it becomes intolerable for them. And that's why it's ultimately going to fail. And it already failed. So, I mean... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time you know nobody's listening to joe biden anymore you know it did it you know it wasn't putin's fault it wasn't trump's fault you know it, it's not the evil oil company's fault people squarely put it on it's your fault and he's frustrated because he can't he can't convince people you know that black is white and so it's a really fascinating um, it's a really fascinating uh, environment we're in here. Look, we're winning. We just have to deal with this 18 months of, of transition to like sanity from the insane asylum that's running the, these countries right now. Yeah, it is insane. It absolutely is insane. And, and it, it, this is the distressing thing for me. And I was having a conversation with an Arizona State University professor about this the other day, and he teaches environmentalism. And he, he said, Dave, I can say what I want in my own community, but I'd be chastised by the Biden administration for saying this. He said, for every good idea they have, they have a bad idea on how to implement it. And he said, and I t- he told me, he said, you are absolutely right. 
that there should have been a transition period. They should have hung carrots out there to attract people to new energy instead of using a stick to beat people over the head, and people are going to resist. And he said, and when it comes time, to, if we ever do have to really change because of some crisis, he said the people are conditioned now to reject it. And that, that's why he's totally against Biden. He says, I voted Democrat my entire life, and he says, I'm not voting for one Democrat in this upcoming election. And I think this is where a lot of people in the country are. I mean, if you look at Texas, we have the election of Myra Flores, who was sworn in this last weekend. And in her district, she is the first Republican. And by the way, she's Mexican-born, naturalized, came here illegally. She's the first Mexican-born congressperson. But her district has the first Republican in 150 years. People are rejecting Biden. And it's not that they're rejecting all their ideas. They're rejecting mostly how they're doing it. Yeah, you know, this called give them an inch, take a mile strategy, and that's that's what they did. You know, they you know, and abortion's a classic case, you know, is that I you know, look, I am totally life of the child, okay, so I am pro life as can be. But they had the country a plurality of the country of saying abortion should be, you know, rare and and with these exceptions kind of a thing, right? Legal and rare. But it, it went from legal and rare to uh, I could pull the baby out of the womb and kill it. Okay, it became some sort of some sort of death thing, and 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 I think people hate that. And the same with the pandemic. It wasn't we weren't going to do reasonable things. We're going to do these hard lockdowns, and we're going to do this hard this and hard that, and we're going to mandate this and mandate that. And then same with the energy policy. You know, we're not going to transition, as you said. I'm not going to rehash. We're going to force you into these decisions. And and you know, they're doing the same thing with water. They're doing the same thing with food. You know, it's everything is like, you know, they're trying to break the old. You know, it's almost like Cortez, right? When he came to, um, he came to when he went into Mexico, he burned the boats, right? I think it was Cortez, and. Um, you know that's what they want. That was their strategy. We'll burn the boats, make people have to come along with us, and and it's just being rejected soundly. But that's tremendous opportunity for me. So, um, yeah. you know, and and so it, 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 these, when you have these kind of dislocations, you can make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I want to get to that in just a minute, but I want to back up to something you said. Um, and, and you're absolutely right about, um, well, okay, I want to just look at the lockdowns just for a second. And you're right, it's the same kind of authoritarianism, but it wasn't universal. You see, in, in excuse me, in our state, in Arizona, as opposed to your state, we took a reasonable approach. We did lock down for two weeks totally until we saw what was going on. I didn't think that was unreasonable. I said, okay, let's find out what we're dealing with. And, and the, the, the government here said a month. They only took two weeks. They started to open up sequentially. Uh, and, and they didn't open up all at once, but it wasn't like they were so god awful unreasonable unless you were living inside the city of Phoenix with that uh, ludicrous mayor they have. But everywhere else in the state, it was fairly reasonable in terms of opening up. But in your state, you know, you could have the casinos open in California. You could have the strip clubs open in California, but you couldn't go to church. And and this is what people rejected, and it's all in blue cities. That's my long-winded point, Bob. It was all the reasonable people, South Dakota, Florida, Texas. They, they for the most part, did away with this crap fairly quickly and sequenced back into more normal living. It's the blue states that would still be doing this if the Supreme Court hadn't shut down Biden's uh, mandatory vaccine rule. Yeah, yeah right. And, and it, like it, that's what I'm saying. There's a total rejection of the um, look. You know, there's an old saying: is if you um, if you're going to kill the king, don't miss. And I think that's what they did here. If you're going to try to if you if you're breaking for if you're going for broke, and you don't get on the other side of the chasm, you're going to fall down the, into the abyss. And that's exactly what happened here. They missed. The ironic thing is they missed on. Everything. I know. I know they did. They, Everything. Economically, militarily, uh, socially. medically, socially, everything. Uh, there's not one thing that this administration has done for the betterment of an American. And I've been saying this for over a year, and all of a sudden now we're starting to hear this 
in various places of the media, mostly with Tucker Carlson and people like that. But even CNN said something the other day that got my attention. Maybe it's time for Joe to go. Everyone's rejecting his his stuff. I couldn't believe I heard this with my own ears. And then I flipped over to MSNBC because i got to watch what the enemy's doing so I can do my job. And I was watching MSNBC a couple days later, and they said almost exactly the same talking points. So even the mainstream media is beginning to turn on Biden and turn on his agenda. Well, CBS is doing Hunter Biden stuff. <clears throat> Look, they know he's an anchor around their neck. The problem is they got, you know, uh, Biden has an insurance policy called Kamala Harris. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I heard someone, um, it was a uh, American who was, uh, he was African-American, and, and he says, uh, you would think I would be for Kamala Harris because he said people from my background are starting to make inroads into politics. He said, but I pray every day for Joe Biden's good health because we cannot take Kamala Harris. Well, Kamala is neither African or American. Yeah, I know. I know. It depends, it depends whose genetic report you read, but she's perceived to be that. And I, I think we're talking about perception here as opposed to reality. No, but, I'm joking because she's a Canadian Indian American. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but regardless though, she's perceived as a minority vice president. Uh, but nobody wants her to be president. That's interesting. No, even, no, nobody even in the Democratic Party wants her either. Oh, so. I know. Well, you know, she polled at 7% in the Democratic primary. 7%. Yeah. Well, I don't know who thought who thought she would become a good person. But actually, as bad as Biden's been, she's been an anchor around that sinking ship that's making that ship sink faster than it ordinarily would. I mean, she can't elucidate anything without turning it into a word salad. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's what that's what happens at the end. You know, you you um the wrong skill sets get promoted. And so now we're going back to you know, and the country's going that way too. I think you're going to see massive massive reductions in the number of universities and at least university enrollments going forward because people are realizing the, there's no ROI on that, and and people are starting. Look, I just saw a, a um, I just saw an ad for air traffic controllers starting pay 110 to 150 thousand dollars, no college required, hundred thousand dollars to be a truck driver for Walmart. Uh, if you want to be a welder, you're going to start off at seventy two thousand dollars a year. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Where and does on where's this coming on. from, Bob? What's that? Where, where, where are these high high wages coming from? What's motivating this? Well, well, I, well there's a, just a dearth of people. There's not enough people to do the jobs, and and so and it's hard and dirty, and people don't want to do it, so they have to pay more for these jobs. Is this and, a, is this a millennial kind of aversion or? Oh. Yeah, but I think the next generation has, is is going to accept it. You know, I'm sitting here right now, I'm doing a remodel of my house. I've been doing it for like the last. Nine months, a little bit at a time. Um, not not a single white person has has been in my house doing work. It's all been the Hispanic community has embraced this new uh, wealth, and they're doing the back fences are, at our association. And they're welding, like spot welding and cutting and fabricating. And I was talking to one of the kids there, and they've been doing this for the last six years. Um, we have a huge development. And I saw when he first joined, he was uh, 19 years old. He was a welder's assistant. He's now 26, and he, he was telling me, because I see him every day almost, uh, uh, you know, he's probably making close to 100K now, 25 years old kid, Mexican kid. Wow, and, uh, wow. Just loves it. He said, I'm a welder now. I'm, you know, I'm a supervisor welder, so I'm supervising the crews. And, and the, cause, you know, I always ask him, how's it going? Did you think you made the right decision? And, yeah, and these kids, they're 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 – that's that's the people are going to make a lot of money and then I know people my daughter you know obviously she's old enough now to all the kids that she went to high school with are graduating this year in college my daughter's been working two years now as a stylist and and these kids are either mom paid it or they're in deep debt she has no debt she's making 40 grand a year as a 20 year old okay so you you know if if you have skills you know it's going to be the if you have if you have good hands and and a decent brain, you're gonna make a lot of money. My my brother in law is a general contractor. His cabinet guy is going high tech, so they, he just 
we just put in a massive CAD CAM system into his uh, facility so that because he, he can't get enough people to help him, so it's going to be CAD CAM automatic cutting. You know, I mean, so it's there's so many opportunities out there. I, I, I scream at people when they get all depressed. I'm like, my gosh, there's opportunities all over the place. Yeah. But it's not, you're not going to make money being a barista or being a bartender you know, or working at retail, you're going to have to actually get up, work hard, you know, and, and, uh, get your hands dirty. And I think the generation that's in their young, late twenties, early thirties, I think they're lost. If this next generation comes up is already embracing it. That is amazing here. And, and, uh, it, it's kind of like what you've preached to me in the past about the stock market. You said where there's deficits, there's pluses elsewhere that we can pursue and make money on. And you're kind of saying the same thing here economically. There's an economic shift that people need to recognize and take advantage of. By the way, it's interesting that you brought up Hispanic labor force. The Chamber of Commerce is saying the fastest rising entrepreneurial group in America are Hispanics. And, sure. and and they're and and I've been saying this for the last few weeks. I think it's Hispanics that are going to save this country. People like Myra Flores that were a Democrat and changed and says I'm not putting up with this and gets elected in a Democratic district. Uh, these people are going to save this country because they're not going to allow an administration like what we have to take away what they're earning. They're not going to put up with it. Yep, you know Psalm two is in action right now. God sits in the heavens and he laughs at the folly of man. <laughs> You know, and I just think that the Democrats thought they were going to change the country by letting in all the Hispanics. The Hispanics come in here and say, hey, I like this country. I don't don't want to keep destroying it. So uh, you guys are destroyers. That's really true. It is absolutely true. But like I said, it's it's interesting that it's second-generation immigrants that are really leading this economic charge in entrepreneurialship. And uh, it's, it's it just goes to show you immigration's good, but if it has to be controlled, I don't know if you caught this yesterday, but down in your neighborhood, uh, Orange County, not too far from where you're at, a man was busted with enough fentanyl to kill 12 million people. Did you see that? No, but my neighbor across the street lost his son to fentanyl overdose. Yeah, you, it's it, it, years old. Word to the wise here, since we're on it, and then I want to turn to more things economic in the market, but word to the wise here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you really have to educate your children, even your adult children. Uh, i got a headache. Here, take this Tylenol. You don't know where it's been. You take nothing that doesn't come from a sealed cap sold in the store because it could be fentanyl, and people are unintentionally taking things that they are fentanyl. They don't know it, and they're dying from it. Yeah, yeah, he, he died of fentanyl laced uh, marijuana so um so you had to be really careful yeah and i think maybe because that bus may have been from that because we had the dea at our house not our house but i mean i mean literally it was right across the street from me so um yeah they had the dea here the fbi here everybody uh courtesy and, of joe's open border that's that's my take on this yeah that's no just, but you know you know, swinging back to opportunity because obviously people, I'm on this call to help, help people make money. But uh, uh, you know, look, energy is going to maintain the play here. Um, the shift is going from, you know, you want to own things that are resource related. That the, the, the Federal Reserve and all these guys are panicking now because they can't print the stuff people need, so they're going to try to suppress it. But when they try to suppress production of it, it makes the price go through the roof. The Venezuela effect. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And so um, Europe it needs natural gas for the next 20 years. And so there was a, com- there was a company, um, it's a limited partnership, so it's not really tradable, signed a 20-year deal with Europe for natural gas, liquefied natural gas. So it's going to um, it's going to uh, uh, provide tremendous opportunity. You know, oil they're going to scream around in, but they can't scream around too much with natural gas because they needed to heat the homes. 
and there's not enough electricity to do it any other way. So uh, natural gas companies are going to be a great play here. Uh, food companies are going to be a great play here. And because the market's so crazy, there's some incredible dividend-paying stocks too that that were um, you know we're trading in and out. There's a couple shipping companies that are that ship energy-related products that are doing really well as well. So um, you know, in all the doom and the gloom, there is boom, and so that's that's what we've been doing, you know, at Trade Genius. And if I could throw a quick plug in, you know, uh, if you trade with us and join us by the end of the month you know you get 65% off we we have bundles for stocks and crypto and crypto now too I'll get to in a second crypto there's going to be a, a renaissance in the crypto space I'll explain how we can trade it in a minute but we trade crypto futures stocks we have bundles for all that we even have our indicators now that we're selling as well so the algorithm we sell you don't even have to join the service you can just buy the algorithms now too so we're expanding that, and then if you want anything that's not bundled, just use promo code. We're using Father's Day for the whole month. And um, what, what's the discount for the non-bundled items? Yeah, forty percent off the non-bundled, but you have to do it by the end of the month. So, but tremendous opportunity. So, tradelikeagenius.com. Plug over. So, crypto they they opened up a, a thing called BITI Dave, and so it's a it's a short Bitcoin futures fund. The reason why that's important, you're like, well, Bob, why sh- why a short fund? Why should we be excited about that? Two reasons. One is if you own Bitcoin, you can hedge now, okay, without selling your Bitcoin or panic out of your Bitcoin, number one. And number two, when people lean too hard into the future shorting, you create squeezes. So, you know, we, we are going to be helping people um, in how to trade using this BITI with Bitcoin or with GBTC as kind of a – it's kind of a, a blended trade, and this is really, really important because uh, that's what we get the squeezes in oil, we get the squeezes in the stock market, you get the squeezes in gold, is when people lean too hard to the short side, and you know the media and everybody's trying to tell you Bitcoin's going to zero, which it is not, and so when too many people lean that way, you can get these four or five, six, seven thousand dollar pops in Bitcoin. And so uh, we're going to be monitoring this really closely. And then when Bitcoin gets overvalued short term, instead of you panicking out and selling, you know, you can buy the BITI and it's a hedge against your position. So this is huge news on the crypto front. Wow. And, and, um, and I think it's going to, it's going to really help cement the, the dominance of Bitcoin in the crypto space. This is amazing. So crypto is not dead. Uh, Crypto's. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, crypto is not dead. Is that that's what I'm hearing? And this is when you turn on the media, everything is negative about crypto. Why do you think that is? Because it competes with the banks and it competes with the globalists. Look, they don't want to. They don't want a currency they can't control, right? So they want you to buy their confetti instead of buying a hard asset. I consider Bitcoin a hard asset. So because it's it's limited in supply. But it has all the tangible benefits of a currency in terms of portability and ease of transaction. But it doesn't have the downside of we can print as many of them as we want. You know, the alt are a different issue. Unless the alt provides something very, very, very specific, just stick with Bitcoin to make enough money. Interesting. So just ride this out. How far will the dip go, in your opinion? Well, I think we hit it. 17,500, 17,600 was it? We were watching the 17K level and it hit it and we had hard support there. So now we're kind of trapped between 17,000 and 21,000. If we break over this 21,000, Dave, then 25,000 comes back into play. And then, you know, we're kind of still in this range now until and unless the Fed relents on their raising. And then that's when you're going to see the other, what I call the alternate currencies, start to get a lift. You're talking gold and silver and crypto. Everybody piled into oil. Oil became the ultimate currency here, Dave, right? So now there's a lot of attention on oil, and and so you'll start seeing more speculation in the uh, uh, in the alternate, you know, what I call the monetary uh, uh, coins, right? Gold, silver, and 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 Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is going to find its own level. Uh, will the government 
our governments across the planet, will they ever be able to control it as they say they well, will? Well, they're, try, they're trying to, little by little, they're trying to do what's called know your customer kind of thing. They want to know if you take something off the exchange, where is it going? You know, because they obviously want to try to tax it, right? And um, and also they want to see if they can uh, track it enough where they can actually block you from, you know, using it, if you will. So, but they're gonna have a hard time. They're gonna have to close the internet down for that to happen because, you know, it's it's like trying to grab water with your hand, right? You know, it, most of it will slip through your fingers. And so, Bitcoin's gonna be it's gonna be definitely a game of whack a mole with with governments. But you have to bear in mind, there's a lot of government officials that own Bitcoin, so you know they're not gonna they're not gonna hit too hard, Dave, because they also need escape pods. Just like the Chinese Communist Party has all their children and their children's assets in, in Vancouver and Seattle and San Francisco, L.A. and Sydney and in London, right? <laughs> you know they're they're not going to totally lock down their countries because they got the guys all need escape hatches in case and when the, the Communist Party in China gets purged. These guys want to be able to bail out and be able to say, hey, look, we saw this coming. We never agreed with it. That's why we left with our family, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so the same with Bitcoin. You know, they're not going to let Bitcoin go to zero because those guys need exits off the banking system. And they may not be in power. You know, they don't know where this is going. Everybody always tells me, oh, the West got everything in control. You know, the Mike Tyson rule comes into effect, right? You know, you're in control till you get hit in the face. And I think that's what's happening with, with, with these people now. You know, the, uh, the, the French aristocracy in the 1700s didn't see it coming either. And so, you know, so they're always going to give themselves escape hatches. Interesting. That's really interesting. Um, what, in the short term, what would you tell people to do with Bitcoin on the, uh, would you go futures market or how would you do that? No, nope. Futures market's too expensive, and it and it uh, it takes too much margin. Look, if you want to trade Bitcoin through the stock market, right? You know, there's GBTC, right? There's some of the miners you can buy, like Riot and Mara. But you know, you're better off just buying Bitcoin directly from the long side. And at this point, we're in a scale in mode. Just scale in, you know, buy a little bit every week, kind of a thing every month. Don't go crazy. We think by November we'll start that new halving cycle. And you'll start seeing a push, you know, up from there. And then use BITI kind of as a, as a, as a escape valve for you. Like, you know, while you're building your position, if BITI gets a buy signal, well, you buy some BITI. And ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to get your Bitcoin cost down to zero, right? And you do that through hedging. And so that's our strategy around it. There's, for me personally, there's very few altcoins that are even remotely interesting to me. You know, I don't care about the hate mail I get. Uh, I know Bitcoin works. The altcoins still have to prove themselves to me, other than these flash in the pan speculation. But that's yeah, I get this. I get this. I get the same crap. You just said it. Hate mail. When I do something on YouTube, um, and I put out, "Hey, Bitcoin is going to hit the dip, and then it's going to really explode again," uh, I get so much hate mail. Is it? I almost think it's contrived. I almost think there's an army of. Yeah. I think there's an yeah. arm. Yeah, it's also a religious experience for people too. So, you yeah. know, um, I you know I'm always I'm always reluctant to uh, listen to the priests, right? So, you know, because just like in the political environment, you know, the altar of climate change, the altar of vaccine, the altar of this, altar of that, you know, these people are their their job is not to be right or wrong. Their job is to drive a narratives. And so the hate mail you get are people driving narratives, right? Whether mm-hmm. or not they believe Bitcoin's going up or down is irrelevant, they want you to buy Bitcoin, okay? And so that's not how I roll, and that's not how you roll. You know, you're in the business of telling truth, and I'm in the business of telling people how to make money. And sometimes, you know what, do I think Bitcoin's going to go much, much higher? Sure. But am I going to be an idiot and let it go from 65000 down to 18000 and not have hedges in place or scale out and bring my cost structure down of course you know and you know and if the, if the true believers hate me for that they can hate me for that i don't care yeah i hear you, you know, i'm in the business of making sure the wealth of my family increases i don't know the future nor do you you know so um 
So, you know, Bitcoin can go to a million or they can come up with quantum computers that crack the Bitcoin uh, blockchain, right? Who the hell knows, right? So don't be an idiot. You always have to always, always, always make sure you have backup plans and hedges and, and everything else out there. Unless, you know? unless and, your name is Biden. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, those people, remember, they never, ever rely on, 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 uh, you know, they try to control the events, right? So that's why they're the way they are. But even if you're a true believer, right? Look, I'm a, I'm a born again Christian. You can't get me off of that position, right? So you can argue your merits of, of non-God all you want. It just bounces off of me like, like a force field. And so you have that with everything, right? You know, you have Bitcoin hodlers, right? That just look at like you're, like you're an idiot. You know, uh, Bitcoin's done this before, it's going to go back up. Yeah, sure. Okay. But you know, in 2016, it went from 2000 to 21,000 back to 3000. So you made $1,000 in four years. Is that, you know what I mean? Because you say it's going to eventually go to a million. Well, Scale out as it goes up, scale in as it goes down. I mean, how hard is that concept, right? You know, make sure you have enough of it that you're financially set if it does go to a million, right? But, you know, you don't have to sit there and just ride these 90% up and down moves. Of course. And the same with the stock market. You know, the first trades I did was in the early 90s. I wrote tech stocks up 9x, 9x gains, Dave, 9x gains. I gave 80% of it back because I believed in the tech story. And that's when I realized, don't be an idiot, Bob. <laughs> you can believe in a tech story, but you can take profit. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, no, you're right. So I'm hearing a little shift here, or at least an expansion of what you do. Let me review something with you and then ask a question out of it. The typical trade genius model has been to invite people in. You tell them, okay, this is your way in. You can do the bundled, non-bundled items, these little vignettes that teach you how to do what they do. They educate you. And then... These people are ready to invest the trade genius way. The algorithms are there. People in the chat rooms are there to help them. And so, you know, you give them a fish, you teach them how to fish, you give them the fishing equipment, and they start making money. And then we have all these attaboys I'm looking at here where people are singing your praises for how much money that trade genius is making them. Okay, so that's your typical model. Now I'm hearing that you said that you can just come in and use the algorithm. How's that work? Well, we have... Um uh, you can buy a lifetime subscription to the algorithm. So, uh, so you know, so some people just say, hey, I just want to use your indicator. So we put it out there. It's priced accordingly because these things are very valuable. Or you could just buy a bundle and rent it. Okay, so we give people both <laughs> options now. Okay, I love that. Um, and I'll tell you, I understand why people are doing that because we've talked about this in previous shows. Uh, your return on investment is extraordinarily high, and you win almost two-thirds of your trades. So what's your return on investment these days? Is it still running really high on an annualized basis? Yeah, well, let me look real quick. Uh, let's see here. I'm only ever 24 hours behind, so let me, let me look here. So we're running at 64.11%. For winning trades, um, yep. Yeah, and we're 139.3% on an annualized gain basis. So, um, That's incredible. So yes, still good. And just so you know, in the last couple of weeks, we dialed down the number of trades we've done because the market is not, it's not setting us up. But since last week to today, Dave, we bought the low on Spine Apple. I mean, we probably made people one or two months worth of gains in the last five trading days. We're still in the Apple long trade. You know, we're looking at 144. We were buying it at 136. Wow. Okay. That's, you know, and, uh, yeah. and these are options. So, so, you know, people should be making four or five grand on 10 contracts. We, we were in, we bought SPY at 373. Right now it's at pushing 391 today. So, you know, so just, and we just backed off everything else, but that enough, that those two trades alone should have paid people's June and July's, um, monthly trading budgets. Okay. And we teach how to do this stuff. So, uh, it doesn't take it. You don't have to have any special account to be able to trade um, options. You know, it's, a, it's simply a level okay. two. So, and, and so, yeah. So, to me, the out, just purchasing algorithm only would be for the experienced trader that knows what they're doing, doesn't really feel they need additional training. But the algorithm that you use is so good, they want to take advantage of it. But for a lot of people coming in off the street, 
and they're saying, I, I kind of know things about the market, but I think I need some training. That's the traditional way that you've been doing it, right? Yeah. So, you know, we have the, I would say <clears> people join <throat> us really. I'm sorry. Could you say that again, Bob? You they got a lot of people trade it. It's frustrated. Yeah. So we, you know, so we're designed around helping people um, basically take flight out of the nest. And then many people stay because it's a great community, and why not get good trades for a very low cost, right? So we give trades out every day. And uh, like I said, this spy trade and Apple trade, I give those trades out. You know, based on our algorithm, we knew in probabilities, we knew that this, these, these last five days, this, next until Wednesday, it's going to be an explosion higher. So we got people positioned for it. And I, I tell you, if you followed those trades, you paid for a year of trade genius in five days. So, wow. so I'll say that's incredible. <laughs> our, service pretty, our service is people tell us it's too cheap, but I like it affordable, and um, and I think it's a great deal for people. And uh, uh, we definitely make sure that we put the ROI in in your hands versus me extracting you know fees from you. Yeah, exactly. That return on investment is phenomenal, 139. But l- let me ask you this question. You're making money hand over fist. The people in Trade Genius making money hand over fist. Why are you so successful in these tough times and other people in the market are losing their backsides? Well, it's just the nature of what we do. So I'm not, I, I'm not beholden to a style, right? So... You know, um, you have these things. The reason why we're making money this week is because we knew the target dated funds were 90% of the people that have their money invested in IRAs and 401k are in target dated funds. So we knew they had to buy into this month and quarter close because the market did so poorly coming into the quarter end. So those people, all they're doing is they're trying to catch up now, right, into, into the quarter where you know, I don't have to trade. I don't have to do a trade. I don't have to be a trade. I don't have to be in the market. So, you know, I can wait for the pitch. Okay. There's no time limit on me. I'm not playing time chess, right? I'm not playing football. There's no, there's no 30 second shot clock for me. I can just take the trade where if your money is being managed, you know, those guys don't have that luxury. And so they, um, when these things happen, I mean, look, the, the market's down 20, 30%. You know, Friday a week ago, I had my personal portfolio was at the highest watermark ever in my life. Okay. I slipped down a little bit here the last two weeks because energy names have fallen into the quarter end, but that's like temporary. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, while people are down 20%, my family's portfolio was at all time highs. So, um, because I'm, I could, I can shift based on the, um, based on where our probabilities and our algorithms tell us to go. You know, I've joked about this before with you that we, we consider ourselves seagulls, right? So we're just kind of floating around up there, waiting for the big fish to bring the uh, bait boil to the surface, and then we feed, and then we wait for the next bait boil. So I don't, I don't have to be in tech. I don't have to be in energy. I don't have to be in Apple. I could just. Wait till they set up and buy them, and I can short the market, and I can and I I can show people how you do that without having to short it. You can buy ETFs, and 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 that that will replicate that. So and we've done that for people, and so we we and we have a course on trading the bear market. People can just buy the education from us. So so we have ways in which we can help people, and it doesn't even really matter the market. If we go from an inflation environment to a deflation environment, we have a whole set of trades. Okay, if we go into an inflation to a stagflation environment, we have a whole set of trades. It doesn't matter. How, how do things change if stagflation comes? Because I think it's a reality. Yeah, well, what happens in stagflation is the Federal Reserve can't keep up with the inflation, nor do they want to because they know that they would turn it into a depression. So they let inflation run hot by design. And then, you know, that's where the commodities come into play. So. That's when you buy oil and you buy copper companies, you buy gold miners, you buy silver miners, and actually even hold on to your real estate. Okay? So the trick is to know whether you're going from inflation to stagflation or if you're going from inflation to deflation or you're going from inflation to disinflation. You know, that's the sauce. That's the thing and you watch. And really what we look at is I look at TLT, I look at the bond market, 
I look at the energy market. I look at gold, okay, every day. And those things tell me, and now Bitcoin's also a canary in a coal mine. So those things inform me as to where we're going. We're not going into stagflation. They can't get copper prices up, Dave, okay? Lumber prices are falling. So we're going to go from an inflation environment to a disinflation environment. And if from disinflation, we're going to either, either the Fed's going to screw the pooch and we're going to go into a hard recession, or the Fed's going to back off and we're going to go into stagflation. So that's what we're watching. What, how do you define disinflation? Disinflation is a deceleration of the inflation rate. So you see it where like some of the commodities are coming down, like, you know, um, we're going, we're disinflating actually because 20% of the GDP is housing. They just basically killed the housing market. So lumber prices are coming down, copper prices are coming down, watch cement prices. Those, as those come down, that's disinflation. Okay. If they can get oil under $93 a barrel, uh, that's disinflation. Okay. So those, those are, those are the things that I look at. I look at TLT. If TLT gets a bid, that's disinflation. So that's how I look at it. And that's how we see it. And I think we're going, look, I think we had peak inflation for this cycle. Uh, people are saying it comes in waves. Could be, but we're going to, we're going to get a bit of a disinflationary scare here before it lifts back to a higher level again. And the only flying the ointment is if, it, if everybody does something stupid with Russia then it's kind of unpredictable where it will go, and you're just going to have to react quickly to the events. So you're saying war is the wild card? War is always the wild card because I just don't know how Putin's going to react. So far he's shown great restraint in not taking any of the bait that NATO's putting in front of him. It's like NATO wants a war. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. They want a war. They think they can win it. I just um, I just don't know if... if, if um, Look, Putin's an old man. He thinks he's doing God's work. He thinks the West is decadent and evil, which he's not wrong. No, I agree with him. Okay. So you know, he, he he views himself as a as a as a uh, a good Orthodox boy. Okay, so he thinks he's doing God's will. All right. Yeah, there's a dangerous people. Just there, like Iran is dangerous. You know, the twelfth Mahdi, right? They don't care if they blow up the world if it brings in the 12th Mahdi. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yes. So yes. I don't know if the West really knows what they're dealing here with Putin. Well, Putin is rumored to have cancer. Don't know if that's true. He doesn't look well. And if he's a dying man, he really has nothing to lose. And I think that's a different dynamic as well, too. Because yep. he, uh, he could, I mean, unleashing nuclear weapons, I mean, it could be a possibility. And this is where I think NATO is playing with fire. Um, I always felt that Biden could have uh, really diffused the high ground and taken it away from Putin if he'd have said, Ukraine will never go into NATO, we'll take the weapons off the border. Okay, is everything okay now? That would have really stunted Putin's aggression without cause. And so I, that, I just, but obviously Biden wants a war too. Uh, Bob, again, tell, tell us the particulars of Trade Genius and how people get involved because with the return on investment that you're getting, I don't see how people can't take advantage of it. Yeah, so um, you um, go to tradelegatgenius.com and you um, go use promo code Father's Day for anything that's non-bundled or you can do um, uh, tradegeniusacademy.com and then anything bundle sixty five percent off, and it's already uh, it's already pre discounted for you. Take advantage of it by the end of the month. Oh, really? Okay, so they get until Thursday night. Thursday night, the twenty, the thirtieth. Okay. Yep. Oh, good. A little extended period there. That's that's absolutely tremendous. Um, do you think you're going to be able? Just quick answer here before we run out of time. Is Trade Genius going to continue to be able to swim upstream successfully against these negative trends that we're seeing in the economy and the market? Yeah, because human nature doesn't change, and there's always opportunity. So uh, we just go with the flow. Good answer. That's a really good answer. Well, Bob, thanks so much for joining us, uh, updating us on Trade Genius, but also I, I appreciate your your economic input on what's going on. Uh, we always get a little where, where the world's going crazy. You give us a sense of calm and stability, and I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye bye. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.